Hola, soy Miguel Maltos Gonzalez on Firme, the personal journal podcast talking about being Chicano in the Pacific Northwest and about Chicanos everywhere, Latinos, Latinas, Latinx, Chicanx. It's just there's so many different, I guess you could say, methods of identifying ourselves. It makes me wonder, will there ever be one definitive uh, reference or identifier for such an interdisciplinary culture? You know, I mean, we're, we, the, the one thing we have in common is that we speak a dialect of Spanish and we don't even you know we don't even speak the same Spanish we don't as Chicanos there are words that we have that that don't exist in Mexico and vice versa that don't exist in Colombia Peru you know all over and even though Spain wishes to have I guess you could say the Spanish standard through La Academia Real it's not quite happening (laughs) it's not happening as they wanted to and it it, well in a way it is through academic Spanish if you were to go take Spanish in high school in college or uh, perhaps a, a language program in grade school or your middle school junior school programs then yeah you know that's that's where la academia is is existing it's existing there from the academic perspective of of spanish and um you know i think it's really interesting how they're really trying to hold on to that when they go to other countries, Guatemala, for example, they have, you know, a, a significant number of different indigenous languages. Yeah, they've got over 20, 25, something like that, indigenous languages in Guatemala alone. And when you go to school, you you know a formal school you're you're learning spanish you're not learning your indigenous language that gets lost that gets left behind yeah so you be assimilated into this standardized la academia <laughs> you, you you lose all that and then being a spanish speaker you know for example like my son he's a native spanish speaker in our household he's been a part of a spanish immersion program since he was a child since kindergarten first grade something like yeah first grade it was yeah yeah he he started academically learning spanish when he was in first grade in in a spanish immersion program in san antonio and he he did very well of course at first it was a challenge because he was getting used to learning and hearing more English at home. 
So it was a bit of a challenge at first, but then he absorbed it. He just, he blossomed with his Spanish. And then he finishes fifth grade. Again, Spanish immersion all throughout this time. We come up to the Pacific Northwest, and now he has to do all his classes in English. And that was a bit of a culture change for him, too. Oh, yeah. There were answers he knew and problems he understood, but he only knew how to explain them in Spanish because that was his vocabulary, his dominant vocabulary at that. And he, you know, he, the teacher was kind enough to say, you know what, if you could come up to the board and, and show us as you're explaining it in Spanish, we can make that connection because we'll see you write out the problem, you know. So he would do that. He had no problem. He is not a shy kid by <laughs> any means. He's not shy at all. And he went up there and he'll do the problem and he'll, you know, do the math problem or whatever and, and he'll explain it you know, in Spanish, but people will understand it. So through math, that was his common language that he shared amongst his, his classroom, amongst his community, was mathematics. Yeah, imagine that. Math as a language, that's how they communicated. And it's not that he couldn't speak any English. Oh, he speaks fantastic English. When he speaks English, he has no defined uh, quote-unquote accent like you would think like people expect in a way and uh, yeah he English was his common language with um, with us and then Spanish and then with his classroom it was <laughs> it was math how oh, funny how interesting and um, as we we spent more time here and continued to live here in the Pacific Northwest. I met more people and I hear that term Latinx more and more and more. And it just makes me wonder, is that even is that even a respectful or appropriate term? You know, and we were trying to claim this overall self-identity as individuals and as as a community and it makes me wonder is that the appropriate term I don't know I don't know and it's one thing I do know is that however we choose to identify as a, as a group as a community you know it it's something that shouldn't have gender I feel that's just my opinion now you know it, not saying it's right or wrong but the reason being is this we have so much within our community we you know we have men we have women we have um, children we have we have you know our non-binary and trans queer you know gender alternative people that they they're not even gender alternative i shouldn't say that but but they're just they're differently gendered than that binary male female and we have all this in the community and i feel it's only respectful to include them because they are a part of us we're a part of each other you know and it's not like it's something new that's been created in the past couple years 
where you have people say, you know what, I, I, have, I'm a male, but I identify as a female, and it's it's not new. No, that's been going on for generations. You know, look at the indigenous tribes, and they have in their indigenous languages they have terms for people that are non-binary gender. They have that, and that's that's amazing you know that that they acknowledge that and respect that as part of their community that's how they're inclusive but when they speak of themselves as a whole as a community it's you know it's the tribe the Spokane tribe the Kalispell tribe the Colville tribe it's the tribe and then you have an indigenous population like ours that has been mixed with a European culture and that dominant one connecting language it is Spanish so you know we're not all identified as Hispanic we're not all identified as as Chicano Chicana Chicanex we're not all Latino, Latina, Latinx. I mean, we're we're not. There's so much more within our community that it is hard to find one self-identifying word without hurting or offending or excluding someone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You got black people. And even they have their interesting, you know, interdisciplinary community. You have Afro-Latino. Well, are they more Afro or are they more Latino? <laughs> you know, there's that, there's that transition too of being of two very different races and heritage and histories. How does that blend? Wow, this is just a lot of things to think about and a lot of things that, that are on my mind often when I meet people and I think of things where you know you meet someone and they ask so where are you from and I tell them I'm from Texas I'm Tejano <laughs> I tell them that or you know I, I just tell them I'm from Texas and, and then I tell them where in, 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 in San Antonio and they're like oh San Antonio, and I'm like, no, I've never heard of that town. That's must be a pretty white place. I've never been there. I've only been to San Antonio, and I've only been to San Anto, so I don't know where you're talking about. But yeah, it's kind of like that whole "where are you from" question. It's not that easy to answer sometimes. Yeah, for some people, it's easy to say, "Yeah, I'm from the." east side of Washington no but where are you from originally I'm from Spokane and they're like no really originally originally and you know you know yeah I can just imagine it's it's really difficult for some people to answer that question some people probably even dread that question you know I've I admit there are certain circles of people friends that I have that I'm comfortable with saying who I am and where I'm from. And when I do, 
they they acknowledge and respect and appreciate that but then there are the the circles that I'm not a part of that they'll ask where I'm from and it's kind of hard for me to to explain and I even get to the point to ask myself self do I need to explain do I have to why can't I just say what I feel why can't they just say oh nice that's wonderful and just be respectful that's just it you know some people they they haven't been experienced to to cultures and communities outside of their own that they don't know how to engage with it they it's not that they disapprove or completely openly don't care it's just they don't know how to care they haven't been taught how they haven't had that exposure and um, yeah so terms labels tags identifiers what do you identify with if somebody were to ask me right now today and and if they were to ask me years ago and if they were to ask me years from now they could ask me that same question what do you identify with my answer would be Chicano that's me and so that's kind of something I I send out to you in a little question what do you identify with how do you identify yeah let me know send me a voice message on how you identify and and just share a little with me if you would I'd appreciate it and then I'll you know maybe this would start a dialogue and help us find a way of of expressing this together because there are people out there that I've met that they they have a tough time explaining who and what they are and they do because they hear so much and it's it's it can be overwhelming for certain people you know it really can be and people can go years on this journey trying to identify and find themselves so to speak that yeah it's it's not easy so yeah let's let's start this dialogue and just kind of share with me what you identify as and tell me a little bit of the history as to why you know not uh not gonna be judged <laughs> hell no never from me but you know, I'm asking because I want to learn and I want to see what's happening out there with my fellow gente I think maybe that's how I'll refer to us as as gente buena gente so anyhow <laughs> that's that's my my question that's my podcast for the day something brief just kind of thinking about about culture and history where we come from where we are today in this world in this country and where we want to be where we hope to be in the years to come there's a lot of a lot of questions out there <laughs> and a lot of questions in our history and even going forward there are even more questions kind of like oh my gosh what 
what will we be considered? What will we be identified as a community? You know. So anyway, I said I send that question out to you from a sunny, crisp, cool, 46 degree Spokane, Washington. It's Eastern Washington in the Pacific Northwest. And I look forward to hearing some voice messages and starting some dialogue with you. Send and share this podcast with anybody that you feel might be interested in in talking and learning about this and and hearing this dialogue. Um, Go ahead and visit ltnxartes.com. That's the online Latinx marketplace for arts and culture. And I have my online presence as well at miguelgonzalez.com. So we'll be talking again soon. Bueno.